Storytelling. Moments in time. The things we don't want to forget. Details that are etched in our souls are every day. Teaching. Artists who want to share their passion for telling the stories of their lives so you can better tell the stories of yours. Sharing. A space and place to share your work, be inspired, motivated, supported, and learn from one another. Community. A group for photographers run by photographers. We welcome you to this community. Welcome to Hello Storyteller Podcasts. I'm Megan Boggs, a natural light, lifestyle, outside the box, and motive photographer, and mom of two sweet girls based out of Tulare, California. And I'm Melissa Ortendahl, a natural light, lifestyle, and documentary photographer based in central Massachusetts. Be the first to know about all of our upcoming educational opportunities, blogs, podcasts, mini lesson tutorials, and more. Make sure to check out our website at www.hellostoryteller.com and sign up for our mailing list to receive all the exciting new updates. and welcome to today's episode of Hello Storyteller Podcast. And we are super excited to have Gina Yeo with us today. Hi, Gina. Hi, everybody. And Melissa, and that's me, and Meg. Hi, Meg. Hi, friends. <laughs> How, oh, we were just talking before we started recording that we're all trying to get back <laughs> into some kind of semblance of a groove of things here. We just started school over here on the East Coast, so that's been super fun. Meg's got a whole bunch of stuff happening in her world oh right now. Oh my gosh, my life is a mess. <laughs> and, it's a hot mess. <laughs> and Gina was just telling us that she just got back to her house after being gone all summer, and so we want to hear about that. Where were you? We were in Kananaskis country, which is an area of the Canadian Rocky Mountains. Oh my gosh. It is the best place, in my opinion, in the whole wide world. I absolutely love it. Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Yes, we camp all summer. So we live in a tiny little trailer, but you know what? It has everything that we need and we have full hookups. So it's actually pretty luxurious. You did that the entire summer? The entire summer, yeah. Wow. End of June. And we just got back on Sunday. So pretty much two full months out there. You are a brave soul. And so oh. all, all the recent pictures in your feed and Instagram then are from that area? Yes. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I was yeah, wondering, I'm like, where is she? <laughs> I'm going to have to go look right now. I'm like, where did she, where is she? These pictures, oh my gosh. Oh yeah, that's amazing. I'm so jealous of the Rockies. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I'm so lucky to live close there. They have my heart. I love it out there. So it's nice when I can spend some time out there. Yeah. Now, how long have you guys been doing that? Uh, We've been camping, oh goodness, since my oldest was a baby. And um, even before we had children, my husband and I would go, you know, camp in a tent for a couple weeks during the summertime when we weren't in school. Um, But like as a family, it's been about since my oldest was a baby. And then the last, oh geez, few years, um, it's been for the entire summer. It's just nice to get away and spend some time out there and really then that way no one's on xbox or ipads or watching tv all summer right we're hiking and biking and going to the beach and and finding frogs and bugs and it's perfect i feel like i need to start maybe slow and maybe only do a week instead of two months but i definitely (laughs) want to do that I'm, and I'm thinking over here being like, hmm, a maybe small, a weekend, a small trailer with three children. I think maybe a weekend. 
<laughs> well, we've done weekends because we have our own travel trailer, and so we'll go up to the mountains or to the beach and camp, and usually, you know, there's usually hookups and everything, which is nice. But I would like to do a week because I just. My kids are so used to being home and having all their stuff and the iPad and the TV and just being so comfortable that we get out, even to just do like a photo shoot or something, we go, go out into like an orchard and they're complaining to go home. So <laughs> I feel like we just need to get out there and have them experience freedom and no electronics and entertain yourself <laughs> and, you know, just kind of be a kid. I'm I think that would be a good experience for them. So I applaud you, Gina, for two months. That's amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I think sometimes it's just what you're used to, right? Like they've grown up being out there and they're used to a trailer. And I, you know, my third, she was, when we first went camping, how old was she? She was, goodness, like six weeks old or something like that. Oh so, um, you know, they've, they've grown up out there and they've come to just absolutely adore it. So it's just a way of, I think of what they're used to in a way of life and they can't wait to get out there. They love it. So, um, yeah, I, know. I think they're just comfortable being out there too. So it works for us anyway. Sometimes it's crazy. Three kids in a trailer, but yeah, it's huh? okay. <laughs> it works. And Gina, how old are your kids? Uh, 12 is my oldest and I have an almost 10 year old. His birthday's on Monday. Oh, oh wait, no, Tuesday. <laughs> and, um, my youngest is seven. So now obviously I see a lot in your work that the, the outdoors, the environment is really kind of pulled into your work. How do you feel like that kind of those experiences that you've had for so long of kind of being out and about and in nature, um, do you feel like that has had any impact on your photography or informed it in any way? Oh, absolutely. I think the outdoors is my happy place. Being outside, having that sun on my face, feeling the wind, being in nature and environment is a part of me. And it always has been as a little girl. I was even, I grew up camping too, and I grew up being outdoors a lot. And so that is my happy place and a part of who I am as a person. And so it really is no surprise that it's integrated into my photography so deeply because it just it makes me happy and what would you say is um because I feel like myself I, I find myself struggling sometimes if I'm you know my kids and I we do spend a lot of time outside maybe not like traveling outside but they're outside a lot because otherwise they're just like I have three boys and so they're just <laughs> tearing my house apart so in fact it was funny one of my neighbors was saying it was so easy to get to know you guys when you moved in because your kids are always outside <laughs> I'm like that's us you can always hear us because they're out there Mm -hmm. um but I find that like one of the things that I struggle with is I feel like sometimes I, I have to like make a choice between like capturing my kids or capturing the landscape and I haven't really figured out a way to to do both like so for example we went on this little hike last week and um there's this like turquoise lake <clears throat> very small lake that is um like 10 minutes from my house and another friend of mine, a photographer friend was like, oh, you've got to go check this out. So we got there and I was so overwhelmed by the color of the lake that I found myself like struggling to somehow figure out a way to incorporate my kids in it in a way that felt like, I don't know, that didn't feel, that felt more kind of like authentic. Like I look at your pictures of your kids, like out and about, like this picture um, of there's someone's, someone's fishing I'm looking at. Oh, yeah. So there's oh, Lorette Ponds. Yeah. Yeah. On a dock yeah. and they're fishing. And it's just, 
it all feels like it goes together. I feel like when I'm trying to get pictures of my kids in the wilderness, <laughs> it just looks like this isn't, they don't usually do this is what it looks like to me. <laughs> they seem very out of place. So I'm wondering if you have any like tips or suggestions on how you are able to capture both your kids and the landscape and together without one kind of overtaking the other, I guess is my question. Well, you may not know, or you may know that I am a landscape photographer as well. And so I do have my own landscape feed. And I think that what that allows me to do is there are moments where I'm able to focus fully on my landscape photography. And then I'm able to step back from being the landscape photographer and think more about how I want to capture my children as my subject in that scene. And so I think it also helps that we spend two months out there. (laughs) Right. You have a lot of opportunities to get it right. (laughs) Exactly. I can get it right, you know, tomorrow if it doesn't work out today. (laughs) But um, I think in the images where my children are sort of in a a beautiful landscape like that, um, I focus on them in those moments. Mm. And I will, I might shoot for sort of have a bit of focus, like the whole frame being in focus. I might open up a bit and and, um, you know, not, not shoot at 2.8. I might be at like an aperture of nine or something like that. Right. But in those moments, I'm going to be focusing more on my subject rather than in the whole entire landscape. And I know that I'm going to be able to come back when the light is ideal, say sunrise or right. sunset. And then I'm going to be able to capture just the landscape on its own. I did not know that you were a landscape photographer. But now that I have gone over to that, I know that I have seen your work. <laughs> so, which is really strange because I never kind of put like the two together before, but holy, wow. Oh my goodness. All right. So we need to talk about that a little bit because I <laughs> would love to know how, like, it's such a different type of technique, I think, to be able to to shoot landscape. And so... How did you kind of first stumble into that? Is that where it started for you was with landscape or did it start with people? It started with people. So my, you know, my, my story, my father um, was a fam, was our family photographer. Hmm. And, you know, as I mentioned, we would camp all summer long and, and he would, he would take images of us and, and his passion though was the CPR and the trains. And so we would kind of run through the mountains, the Canadian Rocky Mountains, all summer long in, in our motor home. And my dad would jump out when he saw a train and he'd run after the train and, mm. and capture these beautiful images of these trains running through um, the Rockies and the Rockies in the background. So, you know, I think I was definitely inspired by him and his love of, you know, semi-landscapes. And, you know, I've been inspired with a lot of people along the way as well, their landscape stuff. And, you know, as I mentioned, I have huge love for the Rocky Mountains. And, you know, that's my happy place. That's the place where I feel the most free and and amazing. And I wanted to be able to capture my love of that environment. 
And so I dove into learning about landscape photography mm. and um, honing in on my skills and perfecting um, my vision for bringing these beautiful mountains to life. And yes, it is a very different technique, but in other ways, it really isn't either. And so I, it, it, landscape photography has provided me with just some really great skills as well in which I can sort of infuse into my child photography. Mm. Um, and I really love how they balance each other out. Landscapes are, are kind of just for me. They yeah. feed my soul and who I am as an artist. <laughs> Whereas child photography, I mean, my children, I adore them and I love them, but sometimes... <laughs> can you just twirl one more time? Yeah, like, can you one, please? One oh, step to the right, please. Come on. Yeah, that's right. That, like, starburst isn't quite quite hitting you. Like, yes. move over. <laughs> Whereas nothing, nothing argues with me. Nothing fights with me. It's just so calm and relaxing. And I love... Landscape photography is... is Perfect. I just, I absolutely love it. I love being immersed in that environment all by myself with the birds singing and the water in the background and the light and the storms and super passionate about it. I have a question. What do you, what do you do with the images um, of your landscape images? Do you print them? Do you make a booklet? Do you sell them? So I do make albums. So I make yearly albums where I've printed them out into, um, sort of coffee table albums and uh, I have them there and I print it also in my home and that sort of thing and I've you know I've sold a few prints uh to people and uh yeah so I mean they're kind of for me and my family and uh selling wise I think I could certainly look into doing something like that it's you know down there on that list of things to do yeah (laughs) But I love how you were talking about how it's just, like, landscape is just for you. And I think it is so important to have an outlet of some kind where it is just for you and where you can kind of just sink into it. And there's no, you know, there's no other expectations or pressure other than what you feel like you want to do or what you want to capture, what you want to create. And um, I love that. I think that's such, it's so important, I think, to have that, especially as a creative and to just have that space where you just, everything kind of falls together the way it's supposed to. And, and you, I think you can create some of your best work when you're in that space of just feeling very calm and at peace. And mm. I just think it kind of clears, I know for me, it kind of, I'm able to clear my mind a little bit and, and kind of just sink down into that space a bit and just kind of come up with different perspectives and different ideas. And I think it fuels having that time and that space fuels me in other ways and other directions too. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. I, you know, when it comes to landscape photography, like there's no, there's no real right or wrong. There's no real, um, you know, I can infuse colors. I can pull out light. I can create light. I can, add things that I want to add. And it just, it it allows me to really dig deep into um, my creative self, which I I absolutely love. Now, when you go on these adventures, because I know sometimes you're gone for like a week at a time, do you take your family with you or is it just something that you do by yourself? 
Uh, not always. So in the summertime, when they are with me, they get hauled around <laughs> at sunset. Sunset. I don't pull them out of bed for sunrise. But I mean, on the weekends, I go by myself in the morning. Um, when my, my husband only comes out to the, the mountains on the weekends. And so when he's around, I do go for sunrise most mornings. And we do sunset most evenings, depending on what the sky looks like and what the weather is going to be. Um, and then I am also, I've stood in the last little while, I've been able to have some trips. Um, I went to the Tetons last year in the fall. That's yeah, so fantastic. And I'm going to go again this year. And then um, I've had a girls trip in June where um, some close friends and landscape photographers of mine uh, went out for a few nights and or a few days, and uh, and I've met up with some local photographers, landscape photographers as well, just for an evening here and there to shoot sunset and and sunrise and that type of thing. So um, most of the time when I'm doing landscape photography, I am by myself with fellow photographers. That's nice. That's nice. Something that's great that you just like you said do for you, not only shooting wise, but you know, kind of just. I guess. Bit of a break from being a mom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like spiritually yeah, or. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Banff and Alberta is one of my, it's on my bucket list of places. Oh yeah. You've to have go. got, for sure. So. You've got to come this way. It's, it, it's spectacular. It'll, it, it'll be worth it for sure. Oh, I know. I'm <laughs> every time I see somebody post a picture from Banff, I'm like, come on. <laughs> I have well, to get let's, there. Let's plan a trip, Mel. All right, we'll do it. <laughs> I'm on. We'll when do you want to go? Perfect. Wants to come. <laughs> I'm in. Anytime. Thank you. Any, That's great. Yes, come down. We'll, <laughs> That'd be so fun. We'll meet, all meet up. Oh my gosh. So, what would you say if someone was looking to try to maybe kind of get into landscape photography? Are there any kind of maybe quick tips that you might want to give somebody in terms of either like tripod or lenses or you know just things of that nature that people might little tidbits that they could just kind of tuck away if they wanted to try to get out there and capture something. So I think my very favorite tools when it comes to landscape photography is of course my DSLR. I use a really wide angle. So my 16 to 35, um, mm. I shoot Nikon. So it's an F4 is my go-to lens when I'm shooting landscapes. Um, I couldn't, I, ha I have to have a tripod that's necessary when you're shooting landscapes in my opinion. Um, and then I have some filters that I absolutely love and, and those are going to be my neutral density filters. So I used soft grad neutral density filters and, um, I use those all the time. And then I also have some, um, filters that I can use to do long exposures. And so those sort of pull out the stretchiness and the clouds and the soft water. Um, and I use my 10 stop quite a lot. And so I think those would be, you know, my number one go-to tools that I would have to have if I was going to head out and shoot some landscapes. Awesome. That's super helpful. Thank you. Um, one of the other things that really jumps out at me with your work um, is really your use of light. It just, you know, even just doing a quick kind of scroll through your, just your Instagram feed, you use light in so, in so many different interesting ways, whether it's shadows or silhouettes or it's, you know, heart pockets of harsh light or it's, you know, bokeh or whatever it might be. Um, 
And I just wonder how you kind of figured out how to manipulate the light in that way to kind of express it in so many different ways in your work. Because I feel like a lot of people find like one technique, like I really love, you know, backlighting things or they really Mm -hmm. like, you know, soft diffuse light or whatever it is. But there's such a variety of light usage in your work. Um, Mm -hmm. that's done so well that I'm just wondering if you could talk to us a little bit about how you kind of came to be able to really kind of be so good in all the different ways in in using light in all the ways. (laughs) Oh, thank you. I light feeds my soul. Like I can't even describe the feeling that I get. Like it's get this internal high, I guess I could say (laughs) when I, when I see light and I, and I can, can use it in, in ways to kind of create my vision for an image. My, my daughter, when she was little, my oldest, she was a lover of all things Tinkerbell. Mm. And she used to tell me all the time that I was, my talent was that I was a light fairy. And Mm. so (laughs) it was super cute, but I, I really do. I don't know. I just, I, I love light and I love light in all its forms. And I always have, and I really like using and manipulating light and finding it and working with it and molding it to create what I want and how I want it to look in my, in my images. Yeah. I, you know, I, I just, I have this passion for light. Um, and, uh, it's, it's definitely been work. Like, you know, it didn't come naturally to me all of a sudden where I would find it, but I had certain aha moments where, um, I was like, wow, I, I, uh, I can start seeing light and I can start working with it. And then I think over time, um, it just, it grew, but I mean, yes, I do. I love all forms of light. <laughs> And I will, I, I really like the variety that different lights can offer and, um, it, light makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. And I think a lot of it is just, is practicing. Is yeah, you have absolutely. To yeah. Try and try and try and try again and really kind of, cause I think all the different ways that you can kind of use light in, in your work as a photographer, you know, they all kind of create different types of, I think, emotions and expressions depending on, you know, what it is you're capturing. And so I know there's some, there's some times for me where I'm like, I mean, I guess like technically it's okay, but I'm like, it's just not, like you said, like kind of feeding my soul, like it's not like working for me in that way. But I think it's, it's so important. I mean, photography is all about light. And so Mm -hmm. I think it's so important to take the time to, to really kind of sink in there and and try all the different kinds of light and see what you can do. I used to be terrified of of low light. Terrified. Mm-hmm. Like if I couldn't get if I could not shoot, you know, where there was gonna be a good backlight or something, I was like, yeah, I'm just not gonna take the picture. And then mm-hmm. I was like, well, I don't really have that choice anymore because then I can't shoot for about four months out of the year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When it's I snowing and winter. Too. I so, have six months where I wouldn't be able to shoot. So. Right. <laughs> so it's kind of like necessity is the mother of, you know, in my case of, you know, butt kicking because it was like, you're going to have to figure this out <laughs> or you're going to miss a big chunk of what's happening in mm. your kids' lives. Especially when I was doing a 365 project, I was like, well, 
you might not like it, but you're going to have to figure it out. And now I really do like find myself kind of leaned toward that, you know, when my kids are in these really kind of not very well lit places in my home, I'm kind of like, Ooh, let's see how we can make this, you know, work. And so I think that aspect of trying over and over again is so important. Absolutely. And I think there's one thing to remember is that there's no type of light that's correct or right. You know, when I was first learning about photography and about technical skills and about light, I really believed that there was the right type of light. Mm -hmm. But in my experience, all light is right. It's just how you use it. And so you can, you can shoot in full sun. It's not, it's not bad light. You can shoot in low light. It's not bad. You can use dappled light. You can use, um, (laughs) talking about dappled light, you know, one of my first critiques that I got on an image was try and stay away from that dappled light. It's not good. It doesn't look nice. Well, I love dappled light and I use it, um, to create drama. It's so fun in the shadows. And, and so I think there's no one type of light that's right. It's all right. It's just a matter of how you use it and integrate it into your images. I think it also depends on the viewer, you know, because some person might not feel it's right where I feel it's right, you know, and I think that's how we are as artists is kind of what, what moves us you know, what could possibly move our viewers. So I think the saying goes, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Mm-hmm. And how, and how you use that light to kind of create your uh, vision or yeah. your image, right? Um, you know, bright, airy backlight might not work for someone who's trying to create, you know, a moody, quiet image, right? Right. Um, or it might too. So, you know, it's, it's a matter of, um, embracing light, I think in its many different forms and creating what speaks to you and what kind of moves you as, as an artist really. And, and, um, and going with that and embracing that. Yeah. Cause for me, like I'm not, and I've said this many times, but I'm not a technical shooter. So it's mostly me playing with light and seeing what I like and how I want to shoot it and trial and error. And I think it's just, you know, our photography is just art and it's just how we want to create it. And so I, I don't let people tell me whether it's right or wrong. I think it just all depends on the person really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't believe that there's, I am a technical person <laughs> and I love <laughs> technical stuff, but I, you know what, there, there having said that, I I really do agree with you that there is no right and wrong. And I think you just need to shoot for you and who you are and what you like. I love that. That's great. That's fantastic advice. And I think it can be hard to do that sometimes because when you are so inundated with images kind of all over the place, there is that tendency to be like, well, it seems like people are drawn to this kind of light or they're drawn to this kind. And, you know, and if that's not, I mean, imagine if you had taken, if you had heeded that advice and never shot and dappled light again, <laughs> like, you know, what a loss that would right. have been for, for you and for your work. And um, so I think that's a really important thing to just remember that you have to shoot for you and what moves you and let everything else kind of fall away and, this idea of kind of finding your your path and your voice in your work, um, that will begin to shine 
through. Not not to try to bring the light, you know, alliteration <laughs> even further, but like, um, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, <laughs> but light. just just because that that voice of yours as an artist will begin to come through on its mm-hmm. own, and that's such an important part of the process. And it's hard to do that if you're focusing on everybody else's work instead of what moves you. Mm-hmm. And so that's a really important thing to remember. Thank you for bringing that up. Well, and I think for me, um, you know, one of my biggest turning points in finding my style was when I stopped comparing my work to others. And I would sit down and I would see an image. And there's, I mean, you're right, we're inundated constantly every day, all the time by incredible talent. And I... I moved from a place of, wow, my images suck. (laughs) This this is not, this doesn't look like this. I don't look like this. And And I took those images that were inspiring for me and I allowed them to sort of resonate with my style and what I wanted to create. And then I would create images out of being inspired rather than Mm. comparison. And that changed everything for me. Um, I, you know, there's moments where I go through phases and I'm like, why is this not getting any likes? Like what the heck is going on? Right. And then I sit back and I'm like, but it doesn't matter because I love this image and I've created this for me. And that's really all, all that matters. Yeah. And so I think that one of my moments, my most important moments and and lessons that, you know, I could share with others is just try and take other people's work and just be inspired rather than compare. Absolutely. I read a quote or I saw a quote and you probably heard it before, but um, I remember the first time I saw it and I thought to myself, yeah, that's really true. And it said that the only photographer you should be comparing yourself to is the one you were yesterday. Mm. Um, Yeah, that's, that's a fun, I love that. Yeah. And just to kind of remember, like, you know, looking at your own growth and and striving to be, you know, the best artist that you can be in comparison to who you were and letting that motivate you. And yes, exactly what you said, too, letting other work inspire your process um, instead of holding your image up against theirs. Let it inform yours and inspire your work too. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Gina, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day, especially since you just got back <laughs> from vacation <laughs> um, right. to talk with us today. We're so excited to be able to share your perspectives um, with all of our listeners here and to share your beautiful work with them as well. So could you please tell all of our um, listeners where they can find you, where they can find your work? Absolutely. So on IG, I think is the best place to find me. And that's going to be at Gina Yo. So G-I-N-A-Y-E-O photography. And if anyone's interested in my landscape beat at all, that's Which not you should be. Go much, look at it right now. That's <laughs> yes. not much different. And that's on IG as well. And that's at Gina Yo underscore photography. So, and thank you so much for having me. This has been super fun and I appreciate you um, taking the time to listen to what I have to say. (laughs) Yes, I'm a big fan of yours and I think you were the one photographer that got me to really pay attention to light and start observing light and Oh, that's, that's such a <laughs> thank you. That's, you've made my day. That's just the sweetest compliment, I think. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. Um, we hope that you settle back in 
quickly here. Um, and we look forward to, um, to seeing more of your beautiful work. So thank you so much. Thank you, ladies. And guys, don't forget to snapshot when you're listening to the podcast so we know who's listening. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Hey, storytellers. As a special thank you for your continuous support, we are now offering $5 off the Wild and Free preset collection by me, Megan Box. If you haven't checked them out yet, you can see before and after images on our website at www.hellostoryteller.com and use the discount code WILDFREE5 at checkout. Thanks so much for listening.